Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello and welcome to the Awakening Empty Nester podcast. We are so pleased you can join us in today's show. I am Michelle. And I am Mark, your host of this podcast, a show that was designed for you, the Awakening Empty Nester. In this series, we will be bringing you a whole range of inspiring insights, heart-filled stories and conversations with truly amazing people. People just like you. People who have navigated through their own challenges, lessons and opportunities. People who have transitioned to living a life of deeper experience, heart-filled contribution and consistent awakening and growth. Find out how they are all living with what we call a strong ECG life pulse. Let's discover more as we dive into this episode. Whether you're an empty nester or not, we trust you will enjoy today's show. Let's get started. Hello and welcome back to the Awakening Empty Nester podcast. We are so grateful that you are joining us today and we're looking forward to this conversation. Empty nesters and empty nester friends, if you're single, you really want to listen in today. We are very honoured to welcome to our show our next guest, all the way from Montreal in Canada, Miss Tina Gesso. Tina has been interviewed by the great Jack Canfield, author of the Success Principles and the Chicken Soup for the Soul series. So we are so blessed she is here today to share with you her passion. Tina is passionate about helping single people find love and as you are about to find out, in a way that you will be excited to know about. Welcome, Tina. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. You're very welcome. We'll tell our listeners a little bit more about you, about your background. Tina is the co-founder of Love in Sync. It's a new concept, a new dating website for those passionate about personal growth. And she also has a new coaching subscription program called Life Makeover Collective, which we are really excited to hear about. Tina has 30 years of experience as a sales leader with a history of sustained performance in the financial services industry. So she's made a big change here and we're excited about hearing that too. And she also has several years of personal experience in the online dating world, which I'm sure many of our listeners have as both Mark and myself have as well. So Tina, tell us about the financial world that you were in. You were very successful in that world from what I know. Yeah, thanks for the question. So, you know, when I was first starting off on my career after I finished my business degree, I knew that I wanted to have something that really, you know, that stimulated one of my passions, which was helping families plan for their kids' future education, because I was just finishing university with a huge student debt. And when I found out about this financial product, which would remove that worry from parents and students' shoulders, I said, I have to get involved. That coupled with the fact that there was unlimited earning potential and growth opportunities, right? So I just jumped right in. Mm -hmm. So I started as a rep. I didn't know what I was doing because I had no sales experience. But all I knew is that I felt like I was speaking for the children when I was, you know, offering the program to the parents. And I could not see why any parent wouldn't want this product, Mm. right? So I never left a house without a sale because I was just, I really believed in it, 
right? You're passionate and, about uh, it by the sounds of it. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. So much so that I was working in that field for 30 years. And so in my later years, I was enrolling the third generation in the program, oh, right? Boy. So the babies that I enrolled at the beginning were now parents enrolling their kids. Is that right? Right? My goodness. <laughs> Talk about continuity. Some of my clients said, we can't believe you're still there. I said, it's okay. I started when I was 12. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> exactly. So, but I didn't want to work by myself either. I love being with people. I'm really a proof of concept person, and I can't talk about something authentically until I've done it myself. So I tried the best I could to become a really great salesperson, and I did. I got a lot of awards. Things went well. Okay. And then, uh, yeah, I started, my manager said, hey, Tina, you got a talent here. Why don't we start recruiting people and building up a sales team? So that's what I did. And I just showed them. It was so easy. I just showed them what I was doing. Nice. Right? There were no classic, really, sales principles. I was just showing them what I was doing. However, because this is kind of how us, we all met, right? It was through personal development and okay. through the mastermind groups and the networks that we're a part of. So from that point, I knew if I wanted to take it up to a next level, I needed to get help. Like I was just going by fire and passion at that point. But there comes a point when you need to seek out help, right? Mm -hmm. And who better than from the masters? And when I say the masters, I mean the likes of Tony Robbins. Zig Ziglar was the first one that I studied and read about. And uh, Zig Ziglar, Tony, as well as uh, Jack Canfield. Yes. Oh, yes. So, do you want me to give you a couple of things from them that really stuck oh, with me? Oh, yes, yes, please. <laughs> so, from uh, Zig Ziglar, I'll never forget this. Right? Is that whenever I was having a decision to make of taking a particular action or a particular choice, I would always ask myself the question based on my goals. Is this action going to take me closer to or further away from my goals? Mm, yeah, powerful question. Right? And then I would always make the decision in favor of my goals. Right? And that never stirred me wrong. The second one was Jack Canfield. And Jack Canfield was, you know, about setting goals and success principles. Mm -hmm. And uh, also, he's really big on vision boards, mm -hmm. right? And visualizing and, you know, saying your affirmations on a daily basis. So that's what I did. And it really worked. So because of that, because of my own experience, I was able to build a pretty, a pretty good sales team. And at the end, when I left, believe it or not, 32 years later, mm -hmm. I had built one of the, the biggest sales networks or the sales agencies in all of Canada. And they actually nominated me into their Hall of Fame at the end. Wow. 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 Yeah, and for the listeners watching, you wouldn't think that Tina had that many years behind her. The Hall of Fame sounds like it's for older people, 30 years. And it was 30 years, a long time. So you left a legacy there. That's amazing, Tina. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Thank you. Wow. But you know, the key is really loving what you do. Yes, definitely. And if I can just, do you mind if I add another word about that? Because I think it's my guiding force in life overall. Mm -hmm. I think that when you really are doing something that you love, it gives you strength. Mm -hmm. It gives you motivation. And it gives you the juice that you need to get over the bumps. Because yes. there were a lot of bumps. Right. It wasn't all smooth sailing. There was ups and downs. And sometimes I thought, oh, my God, what am I doing here? Why am I working so hard? But I always got over it because I was really I was focused on the product. I was focused on the clients. And I especially I was focused on the reps I was hiring because I took really personally their success. Right. right? So then I moved into the realm of coaching. 
So it's not something that you want to do by yourself. <laughs> you know what I mean? You always want to have your posse around you. Mm-hmm. And especially to associate with people that people that do it better than you do. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and it sounds to me like one of those things that that we learn and that you've practiced particularly is leadership rather than being a boss, right? So you're leading your team, you're leading, doing the right thing, demonstrating the right way and leading rather than telling people, telling your team what to do. So that's a key difference, be that in corporate, be that in in whatever area of your life. So I think that's a really cool lesson. So thank you. That's a really good point, actually, Mark. If I can just add on to that, is that I never asked my reps to do anything that I hadn't already done or I wasn't prepared to do with them. Yes. If they had to learn about making cold calls over the phone, I was there to teach them how to do it. And I was still doing it with them 30 years later. Awesome. Right? So everything I asked them to do, I was willing to do at the same time. Yes, so you're leading by example too. You're leading through your passion, but also through what you were doing, how you were doing, what your skill set was. And you continue to do that to this day. I'm sure our listeners are eager to find out what happened next. You left there, you were in the Hall of Fame. But what was it that triggered you to leave? Yes, it's one of the, can I just jump in there? Mm. Because it's one of those things, isn't it? When we transition passionate about, you know, doing something, and we're enjoying it so much and you're getting a lot of success and mm-hmm. so on. Why, why shift from that? What was it for you that, that really rocked your boat to go, heck, oh, you know, I, I want to do something different? That's such a great question. And I thought about that, right? Because I've always followed my gut instinct. And five years before I left, I had stated, you know, you got to be careful what you put out there in the universe as a message, right? So about five years before I actually left, I put out there that I was having a dinner with a friend of mine. And I said, you know what, I know I have more in me, I've done everything that I need to do here, I feel like I've gone to as far as I can go. And I'm sure I have more, and I want to do something different. So I'm ready to move on. So you know what happened after I made that declaration? Mm -hmm. Things started shifting in my business. It started to go downhill. Oh, really? Right? It started to go downhill. And um, some of my key people left. And I actually had a couple of reps. They were older, but still they passed away. Right? And then the company changed. And, you know, things became so much harder. I was working twice as hard for the same revenue. Right. Right? So there was a lot of uncertainty. But, you know, I have an iron grip. So I kept on going. (laughs) And I wasn't really reading the the writing on the wall because I had put out there that it was time to move and the universe was like none too gently yes. urging me to get out. Oh. But I wasn't, I was just holding on. I was so emotionally attached. And plus, I didn't know exactly what I would be doing. Mm-hmm. I wasn't ready to make the leap into the complete unknown. I wanted to have an idea what I would do in the next stage before I moved on. Okay, but before I tell you a little bit about how that happened, Uh one phrase that I realized later on that has made a huge impact on my life and really affects how I live my life so far is that when I was really young, maybe around 12, I read in the Reader's Digest. Do you guys have the Reader's Digest? (laughs) We used to, not now. (laughs) Yep, yep, absolutely. I think they still have it online. Okay. But there is this quote that stayed with me and made the biggest impression on me. This quote goes as follows. One of the greatest tragedies in life is seeing the graveyards filled with people who have died with their music still in them. Yes. 
That's We've come across that a couple of times ourselves, and a good friend of ours who will be on this podcast in a couple of weeks' time did a fantastic poem, his own uh, viewpoint on that same point, this amazing poem. That is so true, isn't it? Taking your secret, your dreams, your goals to the grave, mm. there's nothing sadder. No. And I don't want to, I know I don't want to live my life that way. So I know I had gone as far as I did. I stayed there a long time. I really gave it everything that I had, but I'm ready to give everything again to something else. And uh, for anybody that's listening, I think this is really key. You don't necessarily have to make your chapter two when you press the reset button resemble chapter one. For Mm. sure, you can use your strengths that you've built over the years, but it doesn't have to be exactly the same thing. So I went from financial services to putting together a dating website. You talk about a 180. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> completely, completely different. So what was the inspiration so, there? What led you to that? And, and that's one question. I want to just step back slightly. We'll answer that one in a minute. You were doing the personal development programs prior to yes. the decision to go, I want to do something more, because obviously you're an achiever. Like like a lot of us, we you know we keep striving, we keep wanting more, we keep wanting to improve ourselves, to grow and contribute and experience more in our life, right? So do you expose to the personal development information and that before you made the decision, you wanted to do something else? You know what? I think personal development opens your mind to other things as well. It really makes you see... It's like it takes, you know, a horse that has these blinders on. Yes. I think personal development, when we go through life, we're kind of like this based on our socioeconomic surroundings, as well as the country that we're brought up in and our family values and whatnot. But what personal development does is it opens up the blinders so that you have a 360 view instead of just straight ahead of you. So for sure, I was probably more open to it. But I use personal development from like the mid 80s. to help me develop my sales team. So I've been doing this for a long, long time. Since you were a young girl. Yes, yes. yes. It always resonated (laughs) with me as the truth. Yes. You know, the next logical question is what motivated me to get into dating and online dating websites, right? So that's the pivotal question. The thing of it is, is that I knew I wanted to do something else, but I have a really good friend of mine who happens to be a very successful love and success coach, I would say. She was hugely successful and we knew we wanted to start a business together. And also she had transitioned out a while before me out of financial services in a completely different company and had done international um, sales in Hong Kong in Asia, as a matter of fact. So she had kind of a global perspective. Anyway, we came together in Montreal. We were very good friends. We knew we wanted to do something together. And then one night out over a glass of wine, I'm sure like a lot of good ideas come to people (laughs) over a few glasses of wine. I was telling her, and Michelle, we talked about that earlier, right, about online dating. Mm-hmm. I had my own, you know, stories, and I was just going on about the latest, you know, misadventure with online dating. <laughs> and I said, you know, if I was in charge, like, there's such bad behavior. You know what it's mm-hmm. like with the ghosting, yes. right, people that disappear catfishing fake profiles Mm -hmm. you know all that kind of thing and I had just come from a date where a guy was his picture looked amazing but getting together with him the picture I realized the picture was like 20 years old right so I said you know how can people be that badly behave whereas Mm -hmm. in real life they would never do that in a business situation or with family or friends like what the hell and then I banged my fist on the table and I said if I was in charge of a dating website that would go you know I Mm -hmm. and I was started to list all the things that I would do if I was in charge of a dating website Mm -hmm. and Susan said my friend said that's it that's our idea wow 
over a glass of wine. And this is an example of how a challenge can turn into absolute gold. A lot of exactly. a lot of women, a lot of men as well on dating websites have experienced what you've talked about, the ghosting and the catfishing is something I haven't heard of. So you need to explain that to our listeners. There's so many experiences that you get on the dating website and you think, are these people actually human? You know, why are they doing these things? But you took it a next step and you started to find solutions in your own mind. And then together with another person who was aligned with you, and this is what happens in life. You ended up creating a product, creating a, a mission, a concept that is now going to help so many millions, literally, of singles out there to come together in a space, in a new concept. And we'll let you talk about that concept in a little while and, and create something different, different to what is out there. So that's amazing. So tell us, what is catfishing? I've never heard that term. Catfishing, catfishing is people who give either fake profiles because our old profile or old pictures, uh-huh. right, from when they were like 20 years older, which is not really authentic, obviously, yeah, yeah. right? And I don't know what's in their heads because once you meet them face to face, you know the pictures <laughs> fake. How can you have any level of trust or respect for the person? Yeah. I had a big catfish that happened a while ago whereby, um, anyway, they're all... <laughs> In this case, it was a fake profile where ultimately his goal, it was very carefully crafted. His stories, his, he was building up to build my confidence so that later, like a month later, he started asking for money to finance his business Uh, projects. So that's a professional catfisher. And believe it or not, it's like a hundred million dollar industry worldwide. These men who craft, maybe women as well, who craft these stories so well to draw people in their net like a fish Mm -hmm. into a net. And then they ask for money or they were kidnapped or their business went under or Mm -hmm. something in order to really extort money from people. That's horrible. That's interesting that you've told us this because we have actually already had a a guest and she went through that catfishing. Oh, wow. Yes. And she doesn't talk in detail about it, but she talks about how she she moved from that. She was actually caught in that net. So we didn't know the term catfishing. Exactly what you talked about, a fake profile where somebody asked for money after pretending to be in a lot of pain. They had problems here, problems there, problems everywhere after drawing them in with the trust. Yeah, she went down $110,000. Oh, my God. I know somebody in Canada who is out a million dollars. It was on the the news about a couple of months ago. She sold her house, sent a million dollars. She thought he had been kidnapped on some oil field. He was working in Nigeria. And uh, at the end, because they said they were sending people after her, whatever, the kidnappers were, she ended up killing herself. No. Right. That was an actual story. So this and there are crime rent rings. Right. You know the, how they have these telemarketing operations to it's like that type of thing. They're mm-hmm. coached on how to talk, particularly to women mm-hmm. over the age of 50, by the way, mm-hmm. because for what and these are younger guys, beautiful pictures. And sometimes they take they take pictures from, you know, from social media or from mm-hmm. Facebook. And right. these people actually exist, but they craft a story behind it in order to draw the ladies in. Wow. It's really it's yeah, really yeah. Yes, so empty nesters and empty nester friends out there, don't be afraid. We're not trying to put fear into you. (laughs) But the awareness is important because there are a lot of single empty nesters out there, a lot of empty nesters feeling lonely. You may not be with a partner and your kids have left home and you're left in a space where 
you you want something more and you want the connection and you want to go out and meet new people and you're you're already in fear because you haven't been maybe in the dating game for a little while or maybe a relationship has gone sour and you're scared to bring back the same attract the same sort of person that fear that base level of fear can lead you to attracting something that you don't want and that's why what you do Tina what you're doing is brilliant because of the growth that your clients that single people will have with you so tell us you've given us that inspiration of wow you banged on that table and said yes I'm going to do it so tell us what happened next so from that point we started we started developing the idea we found the web, the developer of the website the software development people and we engaged a marketing firm and what we decided though at the beginning is that we we weren't ready i mean we do have some financial resources but listen we're not like match.com or any of the you know tinder or any of the big sites mm-hmm. so we had to be smart about it right? right so what we figured out is that we should niche it down and since both of our lives had been so elevated by personal growth why not develop a dating website for those in personal growth because we had that background we knew the lingo and it seems like there's a lot of single people in the personal growth world right for a lot of different reasons and people are really looking for true love as opposed to maybe just you know having chemistry and one or two things in common and settling down like once if you're really into personal growth it's wonderful when you can share it like with you two mm. right and it, and i'm sure it's a bond it's one of the Definitely. bonds between you so yeah it's it's a different conversation right when you're starting already with that in common and also we wanted to reduce the needle in the haystack mm-hmm. syndrome right cuz sometimes when you're online dating there's so many dating websites and you don't know where to start and there's the swipe culture yes right which doesn't it doesn't feel authentic right and i feel bad in a way when i'm swiping and oh you know it's the look and it's you're judging by the superficial mm-hmm. indeed yes it's interesting you know as michelle shared earlier we were both on dating sites before we got together and it's it's very different very different field they're very different energy and it's, i love the fact that you're focusing on people who have gone through personal development or attracting people who have opened their minds up to to that more what about people in the audience here that might be listening who have not yet ventured down the line of personal development and feel attracted or feel alignment with what you're doing how do you welcome people like that is there an introductory uh, course or phase or something to assist them awaken as, as well as then find their true love that's a really great question in terms of our marketing and our networking it's being done through the personal development field yes however we welcome everybody that's for sure And one of the things on our site is that either for people that are in personal growth or not, we have coaching programs that are already set up. And particularly with self-love, because inevitably, you know, that's where it all starts and the stronger sense of self that you have and self-worth and the stronger that you you know what you want. If you know who you are, you have a probably a higher sense or a more refined sense of what you're looking for. And that's half of the battle. as we know in personal growth then the law of attraction starts jumping in the law of attraction being that like attracts like so as long as you have an idea of who you are what you're looking for you will start to attract that level of person and what is really interesting is that my partner is a love coach and what we've been doing part of our giving back for covid-19 we've started these free combos on a weekly basis 
love hacks. And what we've decided to do, because we've had, you know, really great response from it, is that we're going to be running these combos on a weekly basis through Love in Sync, right? So it's all about getting ready for love. Do you want me to give you an example? Yes, yes please. So one of the things that we did at a workshop, actually, we did in Toronto, uh, just before COVID, is we did a workshop on mastering your love list, right? So everybody got one of these cards Uh, for our listeners. I'm just showing a card here, which could be any card, right? It's a list, an empty list up until the number 10. Now, what we suggest is that first and foremost, you get an idea of the qualities of the person that you're looking for, whether you're a male or a female, truly, what are you looking for? And it's a whole process of going through that. And in the process of my doing the convo with my partner, Susan, is that I refine, I said, hey, I haven't looked at my love list for eight months. Let mm-hmm. me get it out. <laughs> right. So I dusted it off and then I refined it because I realized that since my last relationship almost a year ago, things have changed and I've shifted. Mm, So I've learned stuff. And when you learn stuff about yourself, it's important to adjust because I truly do believe in the law of attraction in that what you put out there, especially in writing, you tend to attract to yourself. So it's really important. This is so important in our lives. The people that we have in our lives, especially someone that we're looking at spending the rest of our lives with. Like you guys have an amazing relationship, right? And the fact that you're working this podcast together and so many different things. And one of the things that bonds you, I'm sure, is this interest in personal growth, right? It gives you a whole new level of conversation and understanding. Yes, and that's so true. And for our listeners, we didn't meet on a dating site. But funny story is that I remember helping Mark write his profile on his <laughs> for his dating site, for the dating site he was on, we um, need we to go into yeah, the detail. I know we were both <laughs> we were both single, but we were very good friends. And I was helping Mark to write his profile out, not knowing what the future held. But what you said there, Tina, about writing the list, we each had our list. We Absolutely. had already we'd been doing personal development. We had become clear on the relationship that we wanted. We had a vision board, like you mentioned early in the podcast. But one key thing was that we were, like you said just then, we were both involved and committed to personal growth and we were helping each other. We were like accountability partners. And the the Uh beautiful thing about how our relationship blossomed was we not only were doing the personal development, but we were every day we were sharing with each other three gratitudes via text. So, you know, there would be times where we may not see each other for four months, but every day, every night before we went to bed, we shared our gratitudes. And it was gratitudes in our own lives. We were dating separate people at different times and there were even the dates that didn't turn out right. We would be grateful for the lesson in that. So we got to know each other quite well through that process of over probably two or three years. And the other part of it was that Mark joined me in our charity. So we were helping people who had less opportunity over Christmas. So it was called the Basket Brigade. It was like an offshoot of the Basket Brigade in the States, you know, the Tony Robbins Basket Brigade. So we did ours at Christmas time rather than Thanksgiving. So we had that shared love for contribution as well. So for our listeners out there, it's about getting clear. Get clear about who you are first and you talked about self-love learn all the different ways you can love yourself and really really honor and 
embrace your being, the, the beautiful person that you are. And from that, you will know what you don't want. Because when you start loving yourself, you will know what qualities, what things that you don't want in your life. Because they don't love you. It doesn't love you anymore. Have that vision, have that clarity and dive into the personal development world. It can be scary at times, but it is absolutely the place where you will find the deepest love, which Mark and I have. We're definitely connected. So thank you for highlighting that, Tina. Yeah, so tell us, Yeah, so tell us now a bit more about your programs. Love in Sync is the app that is the dating site, correct? Yes. So within the dating site, we have these coaching programs. So the first one is self-love, which is a self-study program. We're going to be conducting weekly convos, live convos as well, where our members can come in and hear us talk about dating tips as well as ask questions. And uh, as well, we have another course that we've already given last fall to a group of people, and it's worked out really well. It's called Getting Ready for Love. Mm-hmm. Right. Because a lot of people have it. Maybe they've been with their spouse or their partner for 10, 20 years. Right. And things change so quickly these days. Right. So how do you get ready for that? Mm. Just to give you a little inside of that. And one of the key things is letting go of the past, because sometimes we don't realize that we're carrying the past with us. It influences our view of the new people that we're meeting. And through no fault of the new person, maybe we're judging the person in front of us based on the glasses that we're using from our past. So until you offload that, right, how can you truly go forward in a pure way? There may be fantastic people in front of you that you're not even seeing because you're carrying such a judgment or maybe guilt or old patterns. Yeah, absolutely. That is gold. That is 100% gold. So that's really cool. Well done. And those glasses the dirty glasses or the glasses that have the past can actually, I'm just reflecting what you said there. We were friends for a couple of years. We didn't see that the person that we were going to be for the rest of our life was in front of us. And I yes. believe it's not so much the glasses seeing out, it was the glasses seeing in. Right. Am I worthy right now? Am I, am I so in love with myself that I can see what is out there? I was blinded. We were blinded for a period of time to what was right there in front of us. And we didn't meet on the dating site. We met outside of a dating site. So just going through the process that you talked about of self-love, of letting go of your past, you may not meet someone on the Love in Sync dating site or any other dating site. You might meet them right there in your friendship circle or someone you meet on the street. So, you know, that process is powerful. That's more powerful than actually seeing the people or meeting the people on the dates. But I think the key there is also, sorry, Tina, is doing the course that you're offering Mm. to increase and elevate your own self-love. That has to be a first step for anybody, no matter where you are in your life. Mm. There is always another level to love yourself at a deeper level. So um, I'm, I'm really excited to hear that you have a course that you can support your members in that. So if anybody is interested in contacting Tina, the information is in the, in the, the show, show notes, notes below, yeah. but maybe yeah. you could quickly share your contact details. Yes, absolutely. So the website itself is www.loveinsync.com. And should I mention the collective as well? Definitely. Okay. So we have the integrated coaching 
programs that we just talked about, particularly self-love, as you just pointed out, Mark, yes. but also what we've created, you know, how life is, is a flow. And when you start off with a new business, sometimes you don't know what fantastic directions you could end up in. So what we decided to do also is we've started a separate group called Life Makeover Collective. And that is primarily geared towards our primary avatar, which is us women, because <laughs> it's myself and my co-founder, Susan Hum, that's starting it. And what we've seen is that, first of all, I give full kudos to men because men are in general are so straightforward usually. Right. And yes, it doesn't mean that you don't have your issues and whatnot, but you look at life differently. Right. It's a lot more straightforward. Whereas women, do you agree with this, Michelle? Sometimes we complicate our lives so much. We're just (laughs) we're creating stories and scenarios. And also within Life Makeover Collective, which is geared towards women. So with that, what we realize is that we're the nurturers, right? So sometimes because we've been nurturing our kids our careers, our, you know, life partners for a whole life that we forget about ourselves. And sometimes, you know, you get towards in your late 40s, early 50s, and you say, how the hell did I get here? Like, Mm -hmm. I don't even like my job and my kids are leaving. And what am I going to do now? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And this is where programs, the Life Makeover Collective, or what you guys are offering are so key, because I can tell you that I would not have been able to move through what I did in myself in in terms of love coaching over the last year, Mm -hmm. and not be making better choices. Mm -hmm. I'm not, you know, I'm not in a relationship right now. But at least the people that I am meeting, they're more aligned with me. Mm -hmm. Right? So I feel like I'm still collecting data. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> at least the data is a lot more aligned with me. So that's the idea of Life Makeover Collective is that it gives guidance, particularly to women, to help them get really crystal clear answers and strategies to really live their greatest truth, right? So I'm in there as one of the coaches and Susan as well. She's really a master coach and she's a coach of coaches, right? So the people that come in for the live Q&As and for the laser coaching are already, we've had it open for the, the subscription service has been, okay. you know, operating for the last couple of weeks. And it's done, it's been, it's, it's just so gratifying. I don't have enough words for the gratitude I have to be in this field and seeing the, the level of shift in people's lives. And it's all about, sometimes it's just a question of giving permission, mm-hmm. right? We see you, you're he- we hear you, we validate you. Here's some clarity that you couldn't see because we can't see what we can't see. Mm, yes, exactly. Would you agree with that concept? We, cannot, we can be as smart yeah. as anybody, mm-hmm. but we can't see what we can't see in ourselves. Absolutely. So by having that level of clarity, it's just amazing. It just with the few couple of weeks, the shifts that we're seeing in the people that are coming through the program. Beautiful. And just going through that process and realizing that can have someone show you the part of you that you may be either ignoring or you don't know about that's key because when you do end up in any relationship whether it's a short term or long term knowing that the person in front of you is reflecting to you something that's a part of you and therefore understanding the growth that you can get from it is what relationships are about relationships are they're there to help us to grow. Mark is here in my life to help me to grow to the next level at so many different levels because he's at so much a part of my life. So, 
You know, relationship is just not about getting and about not just about experiencing things, going on holidays and doing that sort of thing. It's truly about growth. When you have that in a relationship, when you're both committed to helping each other grow, to holding each other's hand sometimes when the growth is a little bit difficult, that is key. And Mark and I, our relationship it has not been 100% sailing and we don't want it that way because that for us would be boring. So we like living in some level of uncertainty and growth. And what you mentioned there about sometimes not seeing what a part of you that you have in you that's blocking you, for example, that can be seen when you open your mind to and your heart to it in a relationship. So that's a great stepping stone to be doing this life makeover course to learn about that, to learn the, the value of that. Well, it's absolutely necessary, isn't it, really? It is absolutely necessary, as we said before, to, to learn how to love yourself even at a greater level mm-hmm. to take your life to a new level or a new awakening. I mean, just to, to add on to what you're saying, Michelle, is that you know the three principles in our business is experience, contribution and growth, and I think they are very well aligned to having a, a, an amazing relationship. What do you want to experience with each other? How can you contribute to yourself but also to yourself first but also to then to your partner how can you contribute more more love more ways of living and loving to your partner and and then what do you need to learn so that you can love your partner yourself but also your partner at a deeper level as well so it's a really cool thing that you're doing tina and i I really really uh, you know appreciate you sharing your Mm. story and and your your business with us here today can i ask you one other question so what is, what is next for you? What is the next experience that you are looking forward to? So we were really excited about this opportunity on a lot of levels. And Susan and I talk about all the time, we really are excited about infecting the world with love. Not with COVID-19, but love. <laughs> yes, yes. That's, 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 that's a great point. Right, so yeah. we wanted to- yeah, this is how this is what we want to do. And we're all about service, but we're still a business. Yes. Right. So we have love in sync that's going to be growing life makeover. We're contributing, I can tell you, you know, because this is our optic. Yes, of course, it's a subscription service, but with the intention, with the love, with the with the material, with the time that we're delivering, people really get a lot of benefit out of it. And we're not counting our time. We just want to deliver a quality service so people's lives are really being elevated. And then there's a ripple effect. I love the ripple effect. So if we touch one person and that one person, that mother's children and her spouse and her co-workers are affected by this, you know what I mean? Like that is the biggest reward ever. And eventually, you know, as a business grows, our goal is to be philanthropists, okay. right? And dedicating ourselves to a lot of causes that help people out there. I mean, that's really our end goal. So, mm. so yeah, life is not over in your 50s and 60s, right? It's just, oh. it can just be beginning, especially yes. with the wisdom and the knowledge uh-huh. that we've developed until now. Like it's, it's unlimited. It's exciting. Absolutely. Yeah. So one other side question I'd like to ask you, going back to where you were before in your financial business and you were so successful there and you were passionate about it, reflect a little bit, just a short bit, how you felt then and how you feel now as you said, you love the feeling of being able to help people open up to a new level of love and so on. 
Tell us a little bit about those shifts because they are real shift, as we said before, in terms of focus and, and energy and so on from corporate finance to love. But how does that make you feel? Right. So it was perfect for me at that time with my level of maturity and my level of experience. Beautiful. I could not have in my 20s done what I'm doing now. So I feel it's a progression. Yes. And I could say that I was really excited at the time, but I started on my own and it took me a while to build a network. And then I think if you're, if you're a pure heart, you know what I mean? And your tensions are pure. You want to, yes, you want to earn a good living, but you really want to deliver the best possible quality product or service or whatever you're offering that that comes back to benefit you more than anybody else. Right. So I feel blessed in that regard that I, I've always had that instinct. And now it's just at a totally different level. And um, I can say that uh, I think life is a lot more exciting in my 50s than it was in my 20s, even though that's crazy. Right? <laughs> it is, isn't it? 100% agree with you. That's so beautiful. We'd love to chat with you a whole lot more. And our listeners, I'm sure, would love to have you back and talk about the next progression of love in sync we will put all of the details in the show notes loveinsync.com is that right yes, yes. and yes. we'll put the link to the subscription to the life makeover collective as well in the show notes and to all the singles out there who do end up in love in sync with tina jessa we'd love to hear from you as well because we're sure you're going to have wonderful testimonials tina to you thank you so much for sharing your journey with us thank you for sharing your mastery at change it didn't start off with mastery as many of our listeners sometimes feel oh, it's sometimes hard to get through transition but you have shown our listeners different powerful ways to navigate change and some of them are about really tapping into your fire and your passion having a mentor around you diving into personal development, learning about yourself, loving yourself. What else What else did you share? There's so many nuggets there that you shared and I'm sure we'll go back and re-listen to this as well and pull some of them out for you listeners and put them in the show notes. Tina, all the very best with Love in Sync. We're sure the ripple of love will spread beyond what you even believe it will and just imagine a world full of loving relationships loving people loving themselves and people loving others with a depth of understanding a depth of awareness any closing remarks tina can i use what you just said michelle as a soundbite because (laughs) what you just said was absolutely perfect make a beautiful commercial Well, listen, if to all of your listeners, if you know Michelle and Mark, or if you're going to be following them, and you really should, this is a beautiful example of how a relationship can really work out, especially when you work on yourself, right? And you practice a lot self-love and just being aware of the people that are around you, of your value, right? Of your value. And the biggest and the best journey you could ever do is inward, right to get to know yourself and love yourself and that would be my that would be my biggest advice get to know yourself even after 50 or 60 that's where all the juice is and I, i think you have responded to the last question we were going to ask what do you believe is an awakened soul an awakened empty nest soul what is that what do you feel that is in a few words is um, really waking up to the fact that life is really beginning after the age of 50 Right. I truly do believe that. And we are so fortunate to have that wisdom behind us. Mm -hmm. 
right? And I think at this age, we focus less on the superficial and more on what's truly important and get to know yourself. What's your truth? What's your true story? And we all have demons. And to get guidance, if you have to face any of those demons, and I've done that a bit myself in the last year or so, mm-hmm. and it wasn't uh, it wasn't an easy ride, but it was a necessary ride. So as a result, the shifts that I have made in my life by looking at all aspects of me, the light and the dark, right, just gives such complete freedom. What did I say to you guys at the beginning? Ask me anything. I'm mm-hmm. an open book, yes. right? And it's great not to have not to have any of these hangups. You know, when you are this open book, and we can be that open book at any age. It's living in your truth, isn't it? It's living in your absolute truth and being open Mm. and authentic so that you aren't catfishing, for argument's sake, whether you're on a dating site or not. If you're living in your truth, there is no need to put any false information out there. Whether you're talking with your partner, your parents, your children, work colleague, you live in your absolute truth, then then life is, is amazing. Absolutely amazing. You will attract truth. Yeah. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. And that's where the real joy is in life, right? Is living your truth and you'll attract it to you. It's really beautiful. Well, thank you so much again, Tina. Thank you. From our listeners, I'm sure they are saying, wow. It is goodbye from myself and Mark, and we wish you a, a wonderful journey ahead. Thank you. And thank you so much for having me. This is the Awakening Empty Nester podcast. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. If you enjoy what you heard today, share with a friend. And if you have not already done so, please subscribe, rate and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments or feedback for us, you can reach us directly at podcast at thedreamarchitects.com. Looking forward to you joining us on our next show. Thank you for listening.